Welcome to the More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. This episode is Roll Back Anxiety and Depression. Adults with undiagnosed ADHD are more likely to be anxious or depressed. Fortunately, treating your ADHD may also help you feel better in unexpected ways. The book, More Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, is available at addwarehouse.com and pretty much everywhere else, including on the Kindle. But if you enter coupon code 19380, my zip code, at addwarehouse.com, you'll save 25%. Cool. I'm psychologist Dr. Ira Tuckman, author of More Attention, Less Deficit, and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a practical, easy-to-use guide for clinicians. For more information about either book, archives of this podcast, links to past presentations, handouts, and information about upcoming teleclasses and presentations, check out adultadhdbook.com. Adults with ADHD are more likely to feel anxious or depressed than people who don't have ADHD. Some of these folks have mild or transient symptoms, whereas others are suffering enough that they would officially qualify for a second or maybe even third diagnosis. I usually find that my client's untreated ADHD is driving at least some of that anxiety or depression. And it makes sense. Untreated ADHD gives you plenty to worry and feel bad about, since things tend to not work out the way you might hope or expect. I sometimes tell clients that they have good reasons to be anxious and depressed. Given their life history, they'd have to be kind of clueless to not feel bad. Of course, they wouldn't be sitting in my office if they didn't feel bad. So, you know, I have a little bit of a selective sample. But I'm blunt like this because I don't want them to feel bad about feeling bad or feel as if they have, like, too many diagnoses. These things are all connected because one leads to the other. I don't want them adding insult to injury by feeling worse about themselves because they feel bad, as if it's yet another failing. By understanding how these things are connected, they may feel more optimistic about getting on top of it because progress on their ADHD will help how they feel in other ways. At the risk of seriously oversimplifying, anxiety comes from feeling as if the demands placed on us exceed our abilities, and depression comes from feeling powerless to improve our situation and hopeless that it'll get better. These should be rather familiar feelings for those with untreated ADHD because, you know, your life has indeed been harder, despite your best efforts. Fortunately, just as untreated ADHD drove these other conditions, so too does improvement in ADHD symptoms lead to other gains. They justifiably feel more on top of their demands and more optimistic that things can work out well. I make a point of telling my newly diagnosed clients this. It also gives them even more reason to work on their ADHD. My hope is that you'll get a two-for-one here in a positive way, just as you got a two-for-one in a negative way beforehand. That is, just as your untreated ADHD made you feel worse, perhaps treating your ADHD will make you feel better, even if you don't explicitly work on it that way. Unfortunately, both anxiety and depression rob us of motivation to try something new or fully apply ourselves. This can create a dilemma where the person needs some improvements in order to feel better, but she has trouble getting going until she has those improvements. 
If you find that you can't gut it out and get yourself going on your ADHD, you may need to work on the anxiety and depression directly. This can mean reading one of the many good books on the topic, seeing a therapist, or even taking medication. My hope would be that this would enable you to get over the hump so that you have a fighting chance of creating a life that you feel happier with. As your mood improves, you should be able to work on your ADHD and do the things that will move your life in a better direction and thereby give you things to legitimately feel better about. Now, unfortunately, since most books on anxiety and depression tend to not talk at all about ADHD or about how ADHD can contribute to anxiety and depression, you'll unfortunately probably need to add that part in for yourself, meaning you're going to have to learn about ADHD first. Now, that means learning about your ADHD for you specifically as well as sort of ADHD in general. Now, the same goes for a therapist that you might see. You know, aim to find one who understands ADHD in adults and can help you work, hopefully, on everything at once. This may take a lot of asking around or cruising through various online therapist directories. I've listed my sort of five favorite online directories for finding professionals who work with ADHD on the cool events page at adultadhdbook.com. So, you know, you can kind of click through there if you're having trouble finding someone. Now, unfortunately, in order to find someone who really understands ADHD in adults, you may need to see someone who isn't a participating provider with your insurance. So it may cost you more, but hopefully you'll get much more benefit from a knowledgeable therapist. It's also worth keeping in mind that seeing a therapist who may be you know, very nice and well-meaning, but isn't helping you make changes in your life and feel better about things, means that more time goes by where you're less happy than you could be. I know that therapy can be expensive and that you have other demands keep competing for your dollars, but peace of mind is presumably worth something too. As with many things, you kind of get what you pay for, at least often. So if you're only willing to part with a $20 copay, you may not get as much benefit from the person that you wind up having to see. If you find someone in your network who you think can do a good job for you, then awesome, you know, and definitely go for it. Um, I'm just saying that you shouldn't necessarily limit yourself too much to the people who are in the plan. Anyway, regardless of the insurance stuff, you may not be able to find a local therapist who has more than passing knowledge about ADHD in adults. You may find some therapists who say that they, you know, just don't know that much or about it and therefore they don't see adults with ADHD. Or you may find some who, you know, know a few superficial things and just, well, basically don't know how much they don't know. So they think they know more than they do. You may even find some therapists who still think, Lord knows why, but still think that ADHD is just for kids and that adults outgrow it. Like, don't even get me started on that one. But the unfortunate reality here is that most areas of the country, certainly in America, and I think it's even worse outside of the states, unfortunate reality is that most areas don't have enough therapists who really understand ADHD in adults. So you're going to need, need to do some real digging here. 
if you strike out and just can't find anybody local um, who knows ADHD and adults, unfortunately, you may need to be the ADHD expert in the room and educate your therapist about how it contributes to how you feel and how it's not just being defensive, it's not being passive aggressive, it's not whatever, it's not psychology, it's neurology that, you know, the psychology, whatever is there comes out of the neurology and they need to understand the neurology. Now, this isn't ideal, but sometimes you got to make the best of what you got of what's available. So um, perhaps, you know, if you feel like you have a decent therapist, you can ask them to read a little something about ADHD to help them be more effective with you. And let's be honest, probably with some other clients, too, even if they don't know that yet. I will grant most therapists are really busy, so it's understandable for them to try to limit the amount of time that they spend outside of session. But, you know, some of them will do it. If you give them something to read, they'll read it. Not a whole book, but maybe an article or two. Or another option would be to read the first chapter of my book, More Attention, Less Deficit, which you can find as a free download at adultadhdbook.com. But if you find something else that would work better, that seems to fit your life better, go for it. Whatever you give them, I don't care as long as it works. And there's certainly no harm in asking if you're polite about it. Working on your anxiety and depression will help you be more productive and enjoy life more. Certainly worthy goals all by themselves. But my hope here is that these podcasts, you know, this episode and the ones that came before and the ones that will follow will also contribute towards those goals by helping you to to understand yourself in a more accurate and less negative kind of way. Speaking of which, I'm proud to announce that I'll be doing a fundraiser for Chad of Baltimore on Friday, September 24th down in the Baltimore suburbs. This is going to be a pretty swanky event meant for couples to come and have a good time. I'll be talking about ADHD and relationships, but with an equal balance between informing and entertaining. You can get more information and buy tickets at chad-mc.org. So C-H-A-D-D-MC.org. I'll also put the link directly to the page on the cool events page at adultadhdbook.com. Our next episode will be The Moment That Matters. Remember the right thing at the right time. I'll talk about how to trigger your memory to remind you at the right moments, like grabbing those envelopes while you're running out the door not remembering them before you're leaving, not remembering them in the car as you're driving away. Until next time, thanks for lending me your attention.